the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 on this Friday Eve edition of the Andrea Kay Show, rolling into the weekend. Thank you, Jesus and Didi, and I mean that uh, seriously. Got uh, some uh, great information for you guys on this Hour 2. You're going to need a better beach. What's going on in Long Island, off the beaches in Long Island? Um, We're going to share that story with you a little bit later on the show, as well as the fact that Ford has announced a major move in regards to their manufacturing, which is incredibly uh, disappointing and uh, and alarming. So we've got that that economic information to give to you guys a little bit later as well. And also, I'm going to read a couple emails that I got from people that I'm, I'm getting so many emails and I don't always have the chance to respond to them every day when they come in. Thank you for sending those emails. And you can email me at Andrea at com. So I've got a couple of really good ones. In fact, one of them that I'm going to read while I'm talking to our dear friend, Bob Walters. Second week in a row, I think we've had Bob on Thursday, which is an odd time. Always a great day to have Bob Walters on. He's a perpetual hero of the week. Um, people think, you know, that, oh, because it's summer, that nothing insane is happening in our schools. Well, let me tell you all, uh, we already talked this week about the San Diego and going back to enforcing mandates on masks, they they do the the battle for the future of this country is largely being played out with our children in the schools, and they ain't taking a summer off, let alone a day off. So um, we've got Bob Walters back with us tonight on a special edition on Thursday night. Hello, Bob Walters. Hello, good to be here. All righty. Um, Okay, so um, you know, oh wait, 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 wait! Before I get any further with you, Bob Walters, it's it's resetting the hour here. We've got my other perpetual hero of the week that we had to reintroduce to people last hour because we had to explain where his nickname came from. It is producer Noah, aka DJ Potato Skins. Hi, and now let's get get to uh, <laughs> our uh, our, ofi- our official. Uh, Education expert is it uh, Don Quixote? I believe is what we that's call right. Call sign Don Quixote. All right, Bob Walters, what you got for us this week, my dear? Okay, uh, in the aftermath of the elementary school shooting in Texas, Ohio has approved a rule allowing teachers to carry a gun. The Republican governor Mike DeWine also reduced the amount of gun training a teacher must go through from 700 hours to 24 hours. That's a huge difference. Wow. Between 2018 and 2022, 35 states debated allowing teachers to be armed in school to stop these mass killings going on. Most, some of them failed, but 28 states now have laws allowing teachers to be armed in the classroom to some capacity, but requires all of them to have vigorous gun training before they can do that. 
Well, this is amazing. And by the way, what, what was it initially? It dropped from how much to 24 hours? Yeah, from 700 hours, <laughs> four hours. <laughs> well, first of amazing. all, yeah, I, mean, I wasn't sure if that was a typo. I mean, that, the, to say somebody needs 700 hours is basically to say you're never going to be allowed to carry a gun in a school, right? I mean, that's like... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, 700 hours, but hat tip to DeWine for doing the right thing, reducing it to 24, which I think can be, depending on the individual, I think that can be it can be high for some, but it can be absolutely appropriate for others. Look, we got to be doing something, and the solution is clear that what stops a bad guy with a gun, it's a good guy or a good woman with a gun. I reported last week, 60, uh, a study was shown that just in over a three or four year period, there were 60 instances of which a good guy with a gun or a good woman with a gun stopped mass shootings, not just stopped a shooting, but 60 instances of mass shootings being stopped. And so this is phenomenal news, Bob. It is. It's a good progress. You get the Wisconsin Supreme Court rule this week, something else kind of weird, that a transgender woman cannot change her name because she's on the state's sex offender list when she was a man. Uh, and <laughs> no one's allowed to change her name when their name's on that list. When she was a he, she had assaulted a 14-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. As a man, he's six foot five, weighs more than 300 pounds, but he wanted to change his name to Ella and have his name removed from the sex offender list. Like becoming a fake woman is going to mean you no longer are a danger to society. Wow. You're the only one reporting this story. Have you heard this, scans? I haven't heard this anywhere else. Hat tip to Wisconsin for this, because, see, there's so many different ways in which all of this gender identity stuff can harm women and girls and even boys and this is just an example of it uh just like a just like a, a boy can in high school can pretend oh gee i think i identify as a girl today now, now i get to shower in the girls locker room now you've got this you've got a a, a basically a, a rapist i'm not sure exactly what was done what, what to the boy in which which put this person on the sex offender list but now they they want they want a clean slate from their crimes that they've committed in the past simply because of identifying as another gender now and that actually should be um, that should be I don't know well I'm for states rights but I think every state should have that legislation I started to say Congress should should uh, put that into law um, but it, it should be a law everywhere I'll just say that I agree with that okay down to some college crazies you got a legal scholar uh, Mr. Shapiro who resigned June 6th from Georgetown University Law School four days after claiming victory in a battle with administrators that lasted 122 days. When Biden picked a black woman to sit on the Supreme Court, he had made a comment that that he should not be choosing a candidate for such an important office based on their gender and their race, not according to their ability. Uh, The university dean condemned his comments, but when it went through the administration over this long period of time, he won and wasn't fired. But he was warned that if he ever makes another negative comment like this, he would be fired. So in response to that decision, he resigned from the college. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. Because Because the negative comment he made wasn't about Katanji Brown Jackson. It was about the discriminatory manner in which the president of the United States nominated a Supreme Court justice. 
Yeah, without using a capability to be the primary factor for, for decision. Right. And because everything related to affirmative action is discriminatory. It elevates one per class of people based upon, you know, skin color, gender or whatever over others. And it's inherently discriminatory. And that was what was uh, rightfully pointed out. And you know what? Uh, it should be based on. And, 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 and I get it. Look, a judge nominee or justice nominee for the Supreme Court is still somewhat subjective in terms of what makes somebody qualified to do it. But at the very least, it should have nothing at all to do with their skin color. Right. It, you know, and, and if you look at qualifications in terms of somebody's jurisprudence, somebody's legal background, she clearly didn't have the goods. Right. And we can all see. And can I just say and point out that even people on the left are starting to say that this, that the spokesperson that replaced Jen Psaki, as pretty as she is, Corrine Jean-Pierre, um, was obviously an identity politics hire because, I mean, you know, she's she's not up to the task. She didn't even know Justice. She called Justice Thomas Justice Thompson the other day or, or, or whatever. So I mean, we, we've all we've all, I think, experienced probably at some point in our lives where somebody got a job because of a skin color or some characteristics when they didn't have the skill to do the job. And it's just inherently unfair to everybody. Well, it's something else I found out from, from this fellow's experience. There's an individual rights and expression organization, short term for FIRE, F-I-R-E, hmm. individual rights and expression, helped defend him and has a solid record since its founding three years ago. It's raised over $28 million in a three-year plan to battle for free speech on college campuses. But I've not heard of them. Me neither. This is FIRE? I'm going to have to Google them. Okay. This so is fascinating. Victories in over 500 cases and secured campus policy changes on 425 campuses affecting 5 million students. They even helped pass uh, rights legislation in 20 states and now are seeking to hire more staff. I I suggest everybody do look them up. Yeah, I think we're going to Google them. Fire is their initials. Fire, F-I-R-E. I think we're going to Google them. We're trying, I think we should try to get somebody on the show. Uh, Noah, everybody wants me to use his name more often now. Nah, DJ Skins. Uh, so yeah, I think we should, we should try to get somebody from that organization on because, uh, you know, we've had people from, um, different, different well-known, um, Pacific Legal Institute, I think is one that we've had on, but, uh, but I'm loving these people because this is, this is, we need more of this. This is the kind of pushback we need. Now, did he, he, so he quit his job. Any idea of where he's going next? No, I think he's thinking about it. It just happened last week. Okay. I haven't picked another job. And I got another point. You got Cornell University removed the bust of Abraham Lincoln after getting one student's complaint. The words of his Gettysburg address was also removed. So Columbus is out, and the founding fathers were removed, and now the champion to stop all slavery has been removed from the campus as well. I mean, where does it end? Is there anything we respect for our history at all? If if you've got a problem with Abraham Lincoln, you're the one with the problem. I mean, you know, I said this from the beginning. Nikki Haley over the weekend was making comments about how the next president is going to be a her and she's signaling she's going to run. She is so much to blame for the fact that the, that's kind of crap happening because it it all kind of started when the church in uh, South Carolina was when, uh, what's his name? I thought Dylan Roof went in and shot up a church and there was a picture of him with a Confederate flag. And then that's what really started all the tearing down of statues and monuments. And I said, this is not going to end with Robert E. Lee. It's not going to end with the Dukes of Fla- Hazards and Confederate flag. This is going to go all the way to our founders because this is really about tearing down America and declaring America a failed state. 
And, you know, I was prescient then. And, you know, here we are. So um, it's just, it's despicable. And we need, I've actually got a feel good story for you guys. Who, there's, you're actually going to be surprised about an NFL coach coming up later who says he's sick of anti Americanism. You're going to be surprised about this. May not have me watch the NFL this fall, but at least they're getting right on track. Um, in, got a quick one before, or should we go ahead and take a break and then bring you back in? Jim Harsborough a football coach at University of Michigan, has come under fire for speaking at an anti-abortion event last week when he said, quote, I don't believe, I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born, unquote. For that, he's been threatened with termination from the college. Harbaugh? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Wow. He coaches in, in the Midwest. Yeah, I'm very familiar with him because he had the brother that was coaching the Niners, I think. And it, it, there was, uh, wow. Um, I, I, I'm at a complete loss for words. You, we, we've got a whole lot of evil going on in this country, Bob, when a coach can't, can't continue to be a coach simply because he believes that babies should be allowed to live. I agree. I mean, where's, where's the tolerance for liberal thought on both sides, either side? They're so committed. They're so committed to the destruction of this nation, including the destruction of children. This is why I said these segments with you is so important, because there's a war on America through the children. And that's what's happening across this country. We're going to take a break. We come back. Bob's going to stick around with us. And you're going to want to stay through the rest of the show, though, because I got so much more to share with you guys, including some great emails from some listeners. I got a scary report from Ford out of Michigan and a scary report, too, involving a beach. So... Come on back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we continue with my buddy Bob Walters, continuing to bring the news on education in schools and children that nobody's talking about around the country, by the way. Got to read an email quickly that came through from somebody. Um, I'm not going to read names, I think, on the emails, unless you guys tell me you can allow me to use your names. But I, I, I got, actually got this email last week, and it's related to my segments with Bob. And it starts out, OMG, OLP, which is Our Lady of Peace here in San Diego, formerly an all-girls high school, just allowed a transgender boy, supposedly a girl, to now enroll in the school, and it's a Catholic school. In fact, I know somebody, a widow of um, a fighter pilot who was shot down over Vietnam, uh, was uh, went there many years ago. So this is just a long-standing institution, a Catholic school in San Diego that is just being destroyed with wokeness. Um, all right, Bob Walters, let's continue with what you've got. I know, that whole battle continues. Yeah. An example of it is Leah Thomas, the biological male who won the championship in the women's speed racing in swimming, is nominated by the University of Pennsylvania for NCAA quote, woman of the year, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, woman of the year. Even though Leah Thomas, who's so narcissistic that Leah Thomas, I don't even know what his name was before he changed it to Leah. Even though he is so narcissistic that uh, he walks around the locker room with all of his maleness hanging out for all the girls to be victimized by in the locker rooms. Yeah, that's the NCAA's idea of woman of the year. Be sure not to send your kids to the University of Pennsylvania. That's my recommendation. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. An estimated 3,800 students will soon have affordable campus housing after state lawmakers and Governor Newsom agreed to pump $300 million in the student housing program. But when you add what has already been allocated or what is planned in the next two years, that number is really $1.4 billion heading to 26 campuses to build 10,000 rooms for these students that, have, that are considered homeless. So basically uh, our schools and our colleges and universities in California now are basically homeless shelters? Yeah. I mean, if anything, and when you've got kids that are homeless or living in their car, let's be honest here. They're, they're the lower educated kids, and they should be going to trade schools, which cost nothing. And you can come out. In fact, they pay you to go to those trade schools, and you come out and you get a, a full-scale union job. Look, I, I mean, I know of a gal that uh, that I actually uh, we're going to bring on the show is, is to, to spotlight a local leader spotlight here who at one point was homeless when she was in school. But, uh, you know, I think it was a different situation for her uh, to be 18, 19 years old. If you're if you're so unable to afford to go to school, you're living in your car. I, I you you know, the only way it would make sense in, in my mind for them to be doing this would be if you had some kid that was so brilliant in AP classes, that's like a Doogie Howser that really has that's that's like pre-med, right? Doing a pre-vet school doing, you know, on that kind of track, then maybe then what you do is you you find some benefactor somewhere to, to fund that person. You provide a scholarship, including housing. Right. I mean, what they, what they're what this is really about is this is really about homeless shelters for kids that they can make sure are on track to be little socialist soldiers for the state, churning out gender studies degrees and other worthless degrees that do nothing but help promote communism. That's my take on it. Well, not just that. Think about it. You're going to have millions of dollars in tuition that these kids, if they can't pay to pay a rent, they can't pay the back the tuition. Good point. Yeah. They'll be asking us to pay their tuition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. All of it, and and for the entire purpose of indoctrination. It is. That's what yeah. it's about. Yeah. All right. Legislators in some blue states are pushing the required that require the universities to distribute abortion pills to their students. They are geared to kill babies' embryos in the first trimester. My question is, if they're pushing in that direction, why not push? Why not give out condoms or birth control pills? Why do we have to give pills that kill the babies? It's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, at that age, are you not supposed to be responsible enough to be able to, uh, you know, um, practice safe sex in the form of uh, birth control? But also, it, you know, I don't we still have sexually transmitted diseases in this country? Should they not be continuing to push uh, protection, not just to prevent pregnancies, but sexually transmitted diseases? The left doesn't seem to care about that anymore. No, if anything, they, they push sexuality to right. high school and now college kids as well. So mm-hmm. here, here's some birth control bills. Just go ahead and have at it. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Um, the, universe, uh, the National Association of Scholars has released a study that shows in the 50 colleges they reviewed that the number of administrators has grown by 50% in the past 20 years. That's bad enough. But the payment to executives and other professionals in the same time span has gone up 94%. They also note that the schools are diverting increased amounts of their resources to government relations and public relations at the expense of undergraduate instruction. In other words, political mm-hmm. gain mm-hmm. in the Congress or the legislatures. Terrible. It's just, yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, all the money is going for these administrators and going for these these different um, positions that are just about pushing ideology. And, um, you know, I, I, I well, I, there was one school that you said that was starting, I think it was in Texas. Uh, Might have been Texas or Arizona. Uh, new university is going to be teaching Christian principles in yes. their college courses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. People should look them up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's there. God, I swear. Mm-hmm. All right. The former principal of at Thunder Rosa High School was fired because of his Christian beliefs and because he expressed that view when, which are protected by the First Amendment, when he had seen the school play that they were being put together called Laramie Project. And now he's suing to get his job back. This play deals with the, the people's reaction to the death of a gay student in Wyoming in 1998. I guess there was a death of a great gay student, in, which occurred in those days. And uh, this play kind of hierarchy all of the riots and discussion that went on after the, the kid's death. And uh, this kid, this teacher said, look, I'm, I'm a Christian. I don't think this is worth bringing out to the university. And so they fired him. Yeah, and, the, and it, I'm wondering if it's the story that was um, loosely made into a movie. There was a story of um, uh, a gay kid that was killed, and the story was is that he was killed because he was gay, and it became like a, a you know, it, it, almost like a... A martyr. Yeah, it was a martyr, and it was like he was like the poster kid for, um, you know, pushing the idea of we have to validate everybody's life choices or or people are going to get murdered. And the truth of the matter was, is I think years later it came out that he was not, he wasn't killed because he was gay, you know. And this is one of the reasons why I don't like hate crimes legislation because just because somebody's gay doesn't mean that they're they're you know um hate crimes legislation says if this person gets murdered and he's gay it's worse of a crime than if a non-gay person gets killed you know all murder is hate right um so you know that that has been the story i believe if if the laramie play is the same story um it's i don't want to say it's a hoax but it's it's been a story that's been manipulated and massaged in order to manipulate the country oh yeah then you got the new federal menstrual uh, menstrual dignity law what yes requiring <laughs> tampons to be installed and available in all boys bathrooms effective <laughs> immediately or their federal funds are cut off this is a federal law what is this it's a federal law called menstrual dignity law (laughs) (laughs) and and the schools have to teach the four pillars of menstrual dignity whatever the hell that is what is menstrual dignity and 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 let me well yeah you know what i am i'm i'm a woman okay and i don't know what menstrual dignity is i think it's one of those words that's like you know reproductive justice you know or equity you know the one of these fancy words that the left likes to throw around and it probably means you know that you have the right and i said i predicted this when Sandra Fluck went before Congress and was yammering about how birth control should be should be free to everybody. And I was joking about how, you know, her and her Sam's Club Costco, you know, size needs. I said before long, the movement's going to be that women should not have to pay for their own feminine hygiene products. And I guarantee you that that's where this dignity menstruation dignity thing is going for is that. Um, not just women, though. Now it's got to include men, right? Get Menstru- them out of here. Yeah, menstruation with dignity. Look, if you're any dude out there, 
who thinks that you need menstruation products, menstrual products. A menstrual problem. <laughs> You don't have a menstrual problem. You have a mental problem. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Walters, wrap us up, my dear. Okay. Um, uh, Governor Newsom, I just got to say this in conclusion. Okay. He was dedicated and given a national award for transformative improvement in education last week. Unbelievable. (laughs) He's he's like a cookie monster getting an award for promoting health and fitness. (laughs) Final comment to is on WeTheKids.us. They've uh, been endorsed by uh, President, uh, former President. Uh, Ob- uh, <laughs> oh my God, Bar- Obama? Were you going to say Obama endorsed them? No, President Trump Thank endorsed you. the WeTheKids organization. Okay. Also, if you look on your, if they look on your web on their website, WeTheKids.us, and sign up. Uh, to get information, they will send you a free copy of my book, Facing Reality in American Education. It'll be in PDF form. Awesome. Hard copy, but that's that's something that goes with it. And they've, they've gotten some more awards for winning radio podcasts around the country. And they're working really hard to get a lot of stuff done. I, could, I think people should consider donating to them. Yes. And even now, they'll take your junk cars, scrap cars. You get the tax write-off, and they get the benefit of selling what's left of the car. Awesome. So uh, us. great group. Fantastic group. And you are fantastic as well, Bob. Great roundup of stories tonight for us, including some giggles. Always good to get a laugh, particularly when talking about menstrual dignity for men. Okay, Bob Walters, thank you. <laughs> All right, now stay tuned. You're going to need a better beach, right? Crazy story coming out of Long Island. We're going to share that one with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Jaws made you afraid to go in the water. Jaws 2 made you afraid to go back in the water. Jaws 3D was a new dimension in terror. In Jaws 4 The Revenge, it was personal. Now, the oceans are disappearing, and to save their home, the sharks must attack. Jaws 19. This time, it's really really personal <laughs> coming soon <laughs> is that what's happening up off of long island long island isn't that what isn't that how they say it up there something crazy is going on i don't know what's going on with you sharks out there i don't know if y'all are trying to do shark jaws 19 18 20 25 but here's what's gone down skins i don't even know if you've had a chance to see this so i had already been watching this because i am an ocean lover I am fascinated by the ocean, scared to death of the ocean. I became a certified scuba diver to overcome my fear of the ocean. And I'm comfortable underneath the surface, but I don't like sitting up on the surface of the ocean because then I feel like I'm a sitting duck and a shark's going to come and take a leg off any minute. Okay, so that's how I live my life. Half of me fascinated in love with the ocean. The other half convinced I'm going to get eaten at any minute by the sharks, right? 
So I'm always telling Skins before the show, oh my gosh, you got to come in and see this on the monitor. There's a shark off the coast of Del Mar. We got drones now constantly showing sharks everywhere. I'm like obsessed with what's going on with the ocean and sharks, right? So I've been paying attention and it's every day they've had more and more and more shark attacks off of Long Island. Apparently this is the sixth shark attack this summer there. The sixth, same beach. And by the way, this latest shark attack was after it was on a 16-year-old surfer. Nobody died, by the way, which is also interesting. But this afternoon, hours after an eight-foot baby, uh, well, junior, I don't know how old it was, an eight-foot, not not fully adult, great white. Yeah, I still looked at it. It's a healthy-sized shark. It's a healthy-sized shark. It's got blood around its mouth. We've got all these attacks going on, but nobody's died. It's almost as though... I don't know what's going on with these sharks. I mean, are, are they, because we're not, we're, we've never seen this before. And and great, sharks don't usually, if, if uh, there's a lot of theories that have to do with maybe sharks go after surfers because from underneath they look like a seal or something. I've heard that, yes. But usually they take a bite and then they move on because it doesn't taste like a seal, right? But this is like a whole different kind of behavior going on up there. I don't know if we got some sharks self-identifying as vampires and they're just going to suck some blood because the shark on the beach today had blood out, out of its mouth, but it didn't ha- it hadn't bit anything. There's some crazy stuff going on up there off Long Island. A um, lot of people playing clips today of some of m- clips from my one of my favorite movies, Jaws, which was like one of the yeah, best another, movies. Another another place where our movie ever made uh, intersects with our interests that's a fabulous movie oh it's just so amazing there's so many great lines from that movie but of course one of the top three lines is you're going to need a bigger boat so today I, I was watching it i saw the story and i was like yeah you're going to need a better beach seriously i would not be out in those waters oh there's no way no there's no way i mean I, andrea i've actually seen the movie and then gone swimming in a swimming pool and i'm like uh yeah, I'm just going to keep my feet in. Okay, well, I'm not that far with it. But I will tell you, I, and if you, are you in San Diego? We actually have had, we had a, 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 I think he was a surfer off of Solana Beach, Moonlight Beach, maybe around Encinitas, who died a few years ago. He was attacked by a great white. Um, I don't know if you're a surfer listening to me or, or non-surfer, if you've been seeing all the sharks via drone footage here off the coast of San Diego. We got a lot. 888-344-1170. Do you think, do you think twice before you, you know, go in the water now? I mean, I know a lot of people do these kayak tours around La Jolla Shores where, you know, cause we have a lot of like little baby sharks off of La Jolla Shores, but we don't typically see, um, we don't typically see, you know, great whites. Um, Skins, are you telling me we got some? Yeah, um, I don't know if he's a surfer, but we got carrot sticks on the phone. Carrot sticks, is he chumming using carrots? Is that what he's doing? I don't think you'd get too many sharks chumming with carrots. (laughs) Jaws is one of my ultimate favorite movies. And, you know, my favorite character in that movie is Quint. Oh, yes, Quint. And played by Robert Shaw, and he says he his, one of his favorite little monologues is he goes, "You ever seen a shark's eye, kind of like a dog's eye, all black and lifeless, like till it bites you and rolls back." Four hundred men go into the water, two hundred men come out of the water. Shark get the rest. <laughs> so what what historical event he's talking about in that movie? No, first of all, that was an amazing impersonation of Robert Shaw. <laughs> And you, uh, you, you even you even added in a little bit of almost sounding drunk, which he was throughout most of the most of the filming of that movie. But what is he talking about there? 
So that he's talking about the sinking of the USS Indianapolis, which was the ship in World War II that carried over the bomb for, for Hiroshima. And it was such a secret mission, nobody knew the boat was on its way over there. Well, it was hit by torpedoes, and I think it was in, like, the Philippines when it went down, and it was in shark-infested water, like, you know, thousands of shark. And it took, like, two days for them to get anybody to rescue them. So literally, you know, there's stories and accounts from the survivors of the men, you know, through the night screaming as one by one the sharks attack them oh wow i i, I did so, not know that story and you know what i love I, I and i've seen jaws a million times i didn't know what he was referencing there i did not know that story i'm gonna yeah, have to read context man that is great well, content. I know, I know i know you're a military buff so that's why i wanted to call and mention it well thank you and thanks for calling did you know that we had a caller today on the line that wanted to know the story behind the name of carrot sticks <laughs> that, that's funny yeah i wanted to yeah, know the story I behind carrots yeah i don't have red hair and i probably could use to eat more carrots <laughs> so i had to, he also wanted to know the story behind the, the name of of potato skin so i had to like give the whole vegetable story <laughs> Another quote from john. i don't think i can well, take this abuse much longer <laughs> well what, uh, listeners out there maybe not might not remember we also had a dj jalapeno yes dj corn cob at one yes corn cob. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole vegetable drawer we have a whole vegetable patch okay do you want to um we're, we're we're going to take a break. You want to take us out by singing the famous song from Quint? Oh, I, from Jaws? I, song. I just know. We need to do to me fair Spanish lady. Yeah. <laughs> Farewell and adieu, ye old Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies, ladies of, of Spain. Spain. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're not exactly ready to do cover songs here, our little band. But anyway, th- love not you, Sticks. Yet. Love you, Sticks. Thanks Peace for calling. All the Keniacs and everybody. Bye. Bye now. Hey, that does anyone want carrot sticks? Get them out of here. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little skinny, tiny little break. We come back. I, I hate to go from fun to sad, but we got to tell you guys what's happening with Ford Motors. That and more. So don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. We were having some fun during the break talking about Jaws and other, and other great movies. That was a phenomenal movie. And and like we were talking about before the show, pretty much everything Spielberg has done. Is he, I think he's the you greatest know, director of our time. I forgot about that during our pre-prep. That is my favorite Spielberg movie. Yeah. Absolute genius. Um, all right. So let's get back to the manufactured crisis going on in this country through... Uh, which is the manufactured crisis over prices of gas at at, at the pump, which is creating crisis and it, it, the reverberating throughout our supply chains as well as um, prices for everything. Um, now, because the government has basically declared that they're going to destroy the oil and gas industry, Ford has decided that they are going to, in preparation um, for uh, electric vehicles, they are going to eliminate up to 8,000 jobs in the coming weeks. 8,000 workers are going to lose their jobs. Here we are at a time in which I haven't even looked at the stock market. I don't even know what the Dow is this week. People's retirements, uh, you know, um, accounts have just been wiped out or at least severely diminished. People struggling to pay the bills. And now I, all of that manufactured, 100% manufactured, 
the day that Trump left office, it was at least half of what it is at, at the, the gas stations now. We know every, uh, the cost of goods for everything has just skyrocketed, right? And every bit of this is manufactured. And this is what they do. They create a crisis and then they come in with their solution, which is not a solution, but it's nothing but tyranny. 8,000 jobs are going to be slashed. To do what? To produce jobs that no, uh, uh, electric vehicles nobody can afford? Ford CEO Jim Farley said he plans to slash $3 billion in costs by 2026 and that he wants to turn Ford uh, Blue into, quote, the profit and cash engine for the entire enterprise. Um, uh, let's see what else is behind this. Oh, they've this Ford Blue is a newly created unit. Um, that produces gasoline-powered vehicles as well as, quote, other salaried operations throughout the country. I'm not really sure what the point is with that. Um, This news comes on the heels of Michigan giving the automaker a $100 million tax-funded incentive package. There it is. To create, uh, to, to move to EV. So this is, a, this is basically a green energy boondoggle. Kind of deal. You know, I used to praise Ford's name in a lot of ways, being, you know, a solid American company. Not anymore. Yeah. So Ford is being restructured to create two businesses, the Model E unit to develop electric vehicles and Ford Blue to focus on internal combustion engine vehicles such as the F-150. So, um, you know, this is this is interesting to me because as as a manufacturer, you could maybe say that they're being forward thinking. Uh, down the road, but you know, the, this isn't forward thinking. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know the auto industry. It could, they could be forward thinking. This could be something along the lines of we better start planning for this now because maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years from now, um, people are going to be getting, get, going to start buying electric vehicles and getting rid of the gas ones. But does it take 15 years to plan for that? 10 years to plan for that? Uh, the demand, in, in other words, the demand isn't there. Shouldn't you wait for a little bit more demand before you decide to cut the jobs of 8,000 workers? I think that, I don't think this is forward thinking. I think that this is short sightedness. And I think this is, oh, we're being offered some incentives here. Well, let's just take to it, do take this. the money. Let's take it, let, let's take it and move forward on it. We don't care about the 8,000 workers, right? Um, so that's a bit of sad news today. And I've always liked Ford. Um, I think Ford was one of the few that didn't take a bailout. Back during the, I think you're correct. Uh, I back during the auto bailout. Um. So, anyway, there was a there was reports that there was an electric vehicle version of a Ford F one fifty in Baton Rouge that was selling for over a hundred thousand dollars. Who can afford that? Who needs? Ain't nobody who can afford a hundred fifty. Well, I could be wrong, but I don't know of anybody in the trades who actually anybody who actually uses a flatbed beyond looks. Who can afford to pay over a hundred? And if you can afford, and if you can pay over, uh, you know, six figures for an F one fifty truck, you're not using it to haul materials, right? That's just a vanity kind of truck kind of thing, right? Some kind of tricked out truck. And you know, and I'm from the south. There's lots of people that have those. I'm going to read a couple more emails from uh, some listeners. Um, thank you. I enjoy your show so much. Don't know uh, how you used to do one hour. Um, thank you, Jesus. Roe versus Wade was overturned. Babies everywhere at the airport. More than I've seen in 38 years. Uh, WHO and the CDC want to kill us off, but they're kicking off a population explosion. 
Ugh, this Michelle Obama movie. Could she be smelling around to run for president? So thank you for this email because covered a whole lot of points here from overturning Roe v. Wade, which is great, to also the WHO and the CDC. But yeah, um, I, I, I don't know that she's smelling around to run for president or if the Democrats are trying to take the temperature to see if there's a taste for it. Because she has made it known that she had no interest. I don't think she really wants to run. I don't think she does. I think what they're hoping for is that they can create some kind of groundswell, some kind of movement for Michelle, and it ain't there. I actually watched, much to my own pain, the Netflix documentary about her um, a couple years ago, I think, after they left the White House and after... um, They actually became on the board of Netflix. There was a documentary about her. I don't remember the name of it. I actually think she produced it and it backfired because it showed what a narcissist she was. All this time and attention she put in picking this outfit and that outfit and the way she talked to people. She was just incredibly unlikable. And it just showed um, zero warmth, zero charisma. It just showed um, it was so self-aggrandizing. I remember thinking that she's got this brother who was a basketball coach who's married to um, a white gal and how um, I, I just thought here was an opportunity it, that it, here, you know, there was nothing. It, it was like and it was like Michelle Obama's sister-in-law was so shoved into a corner in the back of the back of the bus that it was just it was cringy. It was uncomfortable. You You could tell that there was no relationship there really between um, her and her brother and sister-in-law. So there was cracks there. If that was supposed to be, I don't know about this new movie, but that documentary, if that was supposed to be about the one that was going to start a groundswell for her running in, in uh, 2020, which I think that that was, that one failed. So I, my guess is they're trying to do another reboot because who do they really have for 2024? I know that everybody thinks Gavin Newsom is so strong in 2024, but I don't believe he is. I really That's interesting to hear you say that. I don't I, believe he's, I, I would think he would be pretty, uh, pretty good contender against DeSantis or I, I don't I don't think so, because I think that the record of what's gone on in California as 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 much as he was able to survive the recall because for a lot of craziness going on in California, I Do you don't think even because there was a recall that tainted him. No, I'm thinking that in spite of the fact that he just because he survived the recall doesn't mean that his reputation around the country is one uh, is one of success and is one of leadership. I don't think the rest of the country has any interest in Mussolini, who sat at French Laundry running up a 20 something thousand dollar, whatever it was, a five figure wine tab sitting shoulder to shoulder inside with all these public health officials while businesses were being destroyed across California. I don't think America is, has a taste for him. Well, I just don't survive. think they do until 2024 they don't have a whole lot uh, that that's why i'm thinking that they may be trying to they may be trying to pump out and, and launch a new a new michelle for 2024 push i think that's what it may it be. be joe yeah it, it ain't gonna be joe and it ain't gonna be camilla all right well i tell you we're gonna be back tomorrow night 6 p.m pacific time for our friday fun day show peace out love you all Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.